Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Man there trying to stop Joe from getting himself into further trouble. That's not a bad ball for Pelle on the right side. It's Carlos Alberto. I want a great goal that one. Carlos Alberto. Maradona just walked away from Huddle then. second episode of the scoreless thriller podcast you're joined as always by alex your host and leon leon how are you doing today i'm great so happy to be here so on, on your kind of first reflection today we're going to be talking about italy versus south korea yeah. from 2002 world cup what was your biggest change you saw from the first game that we watched from 1982 oh, to yeah. 2002 <laughs> way more actions <laughs> Action! There was actually some stuff going on, so that was great. It was mm. way more fun to watch, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's jump into let's it. Let's jump into it. So this right off the bat, this game is pretty well known for being extremely controversial. We'll um, start by laying a bit of the groundwork for, uh, based around what the, what happened in the in the game. So it's from the 2002 World Cup, the uh, last 16 last 16 match um do you have any actual memories of watching this game oh yeah from, from, from no no not the, this particular match actually but i do have a lot of memories concerning the world cup because i mean germany got into the final and played brazil and i was so excited um, i couldn't actually watch it so i was at my grandma's house um and i always run to like the the living room where everyone was watching to check the score and then i was like crying at the end when mm. Ronaldo scored again. <laughs> yeah, no, for, for, for Irish people, the 2002 World Cup is sort of always mem- memorable for the Saipan Roy Keane incident. So, you know, it's the thing which d- divided the nation for 10 years afterwards. Even, even I think even up to this point, you know, you could start, if you're, you're worried as to start a conversation with an Irish person, you ask them, are they Team McCarthy or Team Keane? Coming from court, we were almost exclusively Team Keane. But you know, really, probably, you know, he was probably right to be sh- to set up. But we'll discuss that another time. <laughs> we'll discuss that another time. So, uh, this game is extremely controversial for the for the refereeing. Um, just to give an example of it, I think it would be yesterday. I saw an article in the Guardian where a football journalist referred to it as his um, favorite favorite World Cup game memory. Which is insane that people are still writing about this match. Mm. I mean, that says a lot. Yeah. And um, this article, what you you know, internet message boards can be sort of you know contentious places at the best of time. <laughs> at the best of time. So this this article didn't really receive the best the best response. So I have you know one the the second highest um, rated responses to it. it comes from a guy called Gio Piso, and Gio Piso writes in a very kind of you know down to earth. He's not going to jump to any massive conclusions about this game. You know he's 
Level matters. Geopiso is a man of the facts, let's just say that, okay? Oh, yeah. So now uh, to quote Geopiso, this is, this is what he says. He says, wow, this is actually astounding. Talk about rewriting history. There were few complaints at the time. Uh, in what world exactly? Everybody knew it was a scandal, which coincidentally was repeated a few days later against Spain. Yes, I am Italian, but that doesn't mean I can't point out when things simply aren't true. I was living in Dublin at the time, so it's not I'm, so it's not like I was only surrounded by angry Italians. Tomasi's goal disallowed for offside. Sure, no need to mention he was about two meters onside. Sure, you can say it's all opinions. Likewise, one percent of scientists, for one reason or another, will tell you they're not convinced about climate change, and they're entitled to have their opinion. Okay. This game is almost universally considered one of the most scandalous in the history of the World Cup. And you chose it as your favourite ever. Great taste. Wow. <laughs> so salty. <laughs> so, you know. I love the comparison to climate change. Yeah. I mean, like there's a sign, the scientific is, consensus is, yeah. on this match is as strong as it is on climate change. It has to be. Gio, Gio Piso, he knows his facts, you know. He's got, he's, he's. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's at the same level to disagreeing about this game as it is to be a climate change denier yeah. in, in, his, in his view. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's his, um, his view. So, um, Although I think he makes an important point there. That, I mean, he argues that he was not in Italy at that time, right? Um, but in general, like, it was not just Italy, but it was Europe as a whole, which were... Not, in, not just regarding this particular match, but in general, very sceptical of the World Cup. Mm. So this all, all, also plays into the backstory of the match, I yeah. think. That they thought that, wow, why is this taking place in Japan and South Korea? Like, they have no traditional football history and whatnot. So already, right from the outset of the whole tournament, you had this criticism against mm. the host and the way of... Yeah. Playing football, living football. I mm, and, and I think from that point, that kind of fills into a lot of the kind of paranoia about, you know, about South Korea and Japan going further. The, the initial, like, even from the start, people were like, well, no team has ever been knocked out in the group stage before. So, so let's see what happens to Japan and South Korea. We know their national teams are probably not very good. Yeah. Oh, they seem to be doing a lot better than people expected. Could it be just that, you know, host nations always do a lot better than people expect because they have so much stuff going back behind them? No, it has to be built into the kind of FIFA conspiracy about, you know, that they wanted to push the game in, in Asia. And the only way that they could imagine doing that was to ensure that Japan and, and South Korea did very well in the tournament. If Japan and South Korea, if South Korea doesn't doesn't reach at least reach a semi-final, the tournament will be a failure. No one will be yeah. there watching the World Cup. No, it has to be. It has to be this. Yeah, I think that's that's the one storyline. And then the other one is kind of this European football pride. And this is something that already was mentioned in the mm. last podcast, right? So you have this idea of Europe and maybe South South America yeah. being like the, the the grand pillars of in 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 football in world football. And then suddenly the African teams appear in the World Cup and actually win some matches and now yeah. some Asian teams. And I think this is something that uh, makes a lot of people very salty as we just, just, <laughs> yeah. just had. <laughs> it is also incredible. like an exist existential crisis yeah. of, of, of football pride there. It's also, I think it's also incredibly funny when you watch a World Cup or a major tournament and they have, you know, the pundits or the commentary team and stuff. And you know... Um, there are some pundits and stuff you you can like tell they've done some sort of background research and stuff and then there are like you know your traditional you know ex ex footballers or some ex ex managers who kind of turn up for it togo versus japan yeah. and clearly they've not done it like barely looked at any kind of research and then they kind of you know quote these lines it's like cliches well the the asian teams we know that they're very fit we know they'll work very hard and those african teams we know they're not very you know tactically tactically yes. well-minded but you know they're very athletic and strong yeah. so 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 let's not bother you know doing any kind of major research beyond these kind of cliches and stereotypes you know we know we know that like this so for the lesson two world cup we know the south koreans will work very hard and they'll be like they'll try a lot but you know they're not that skillful they're going to be you know once they come up against a kind of team like italy which is knows all the kind of tactical now and is kind of smart and everything about the game they'll kind of show them what's up yeah yeah exactly and that was kind of the mindset of all the european spectators mm. going into this match yeah yeah 
So this game was um, in the last 16, like we said earlier. Now, South Korea had kind of already shocked the tournament quite a bit. So they came into, the, came into this game having won their group on seven, with seven points, having beaten, uh, having beaten Portugal and Poland as well, and uh, withdrawing with the United States. Yeah. Mm, in, the, in the game against Portugal, Portugal had two players sent off, so which is, I think is a little bit already laying a little bit of the background to kind of people's little bit of skepticism towards them. But I, I think, well, from what I've read, those kind of red cards were, well, maybe slightly, one of them was a second yellow, which was slightly harsh, but then the red card was very obviously definite. Yeah. Then on uh, the Italian side, they didn't have it quite so good. They they had only just about snuck into the snuck into the the last sixteen. They'd already they lost to Croatia, they lost Croatia two one, and they beat Ecuador. And in their in their last game, they got a draw with Mexico, but they only got through because Croatia were surprised by a one nil a one nil defeat a one nil defeat to Ecuador, oh, which okay. was so this was quite a surprise for people because Italy had got to the final of Euro two thousand and lost the on the golden gold there and people were kind of looking at their team with like Maldini, Cannavaro, this all these great kind of players, Del Piero, that you know this they would go far in this tournament, but really they kind of already struggled. Trapattoni was kind of I mean, looked at it a little bit like maybe that his time was a little bit behind him. Yeah. His, he'd won a lot of Outdated, trophies. Outdated, yeah. I've, he's had a lot of trophies before, but that was kind of like, like almost a decade ago. And maybe he was like a little bit past it and his kind of innate kind of managerial conservatism was kind of a, a little bit of a hindrance yeah mm. but, but, but this idea of like the the giant killing in this tournament right mm. um was also established with with france for example yeah. i mean they won the world cup mm. um and still they, they 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 lost against senegal yeah so it was not, not just italy state. struggling it was not just portugal struggling but it was a lot of european teams yeah no like the story of that's two world cup is, a, is i mean it's the shocks everywhere yeah so uh, with Turkey, I mean, with Turkey yeah. reaching the semi-finals yeah. as well, but already kind of early on in the tournament. Mm. So yeah, this yeah. is this is the, the, it's all like bits and pieces building and, into the, yeah, yeah into into this uh, last mm. round of sixteen. And and kind of to to make things worse for Italy, they were playing South Korea, a team who they'd had their previous like major embarrassment at the World Cup had come in 1966 when they when they lost to North Korea. In, in the probably the biggest upset up to that point in the World Cup, yeah. and um, actually before this game in, in in the stands there was a kind of they had uh, like a big banner and stuff was saying like again 1966. So the South Koreans were kind of trying to play into this kind of uh, message of them being their kind of bogey, and we're going to try and repeat this major upset yeah. from then. Which is kind of interesting from a politics standpoint, mm. right? Because yeah. it was North Korea yeah. in 1966, mm. right? But then South Korea now yeah. tries to carry on mm. this, right. th- th- this this victory. Yeah, this. I think I there's a lot of interesting stuff about like during this tournament. I think there was like messages from North Korean like the government and stuff, like giving their support and stuff to yeah. South Korea and stuff. We kind of like very like it's very interesting. People kind of forget that like Korean people generally a lot kind of just consider themselves Korean. Yeah, it's not like the the kind of political stuff and the, the little rivalry and stuff. No, but, but, but sports seems to be an, an important yeah. factor there, right? It was also with the last Olympics where then they fun- worked as a unified yeah, team. In so. the, in ice hockey. Yeah, in ISAP. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, and also coming up to this game, I think there was in the in the Italian newspapers there was they referred to the they f- referred to it as the as the Korean game in 1966 as being their Vietnam. So it kind of like sharked into served into their memory of this horrific kind of incident which have been inflicted on their like national s- consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> do we actually do a pause? Let's see. Welcome back. So after the break we said we're going to go through the, the game. Um, just look, looking at the Italian lineup, it's kind of like a memory of you know early 2000s and like late 90s football legends. So you've, just to give you an idea, you've got Buffon at the back in defence, you've got Maldini, Koku in midfield, you've got Tomasi, Zambrotta, Totti, Vieri, Del Piero, and even Gattuso is on the, bu- on the bench. Very, very impressive <laughs> yeah. lineup. And Yeah, and I mean, it's also it was kind of funny watching this game back, just seeing how, how young they all looked. Yeah, especially before. <laughs> it's, just, it's just insane. Yeah. 
And I think I don't just know. a young and charismatic mm. looking man. Mm. Very impressive. And I think like uh, you forget like recently last that the year before he'd been the most made the most expensive ever goalkeeper. Oh yes. yeah. So uh, when a record which kind of stood for like quite a long time, like I think it stood for almost a decade, like over a decade, but it was kind of broken in the recent years and uh, for Ederson I think and also in Allison. Um, okay, so the game starts and. You know, watching the TV, the atmosphere is incredible. Like, you know, you can never really tell, I think, sometimes when you watch a football game on TV quite how good the atmosphere is. That like, sometimes, you know, it can, it's a little bit reliant on, like, TV directors where they kind of turn it up and stuff. Yeah. But you can kind of tell that there is, like, a really good atmosphere behind the team. All the, stadi- all, all the, all the stadium is in, in red, this kind of, like, light red pink. And just, like, the constant noise, you hear the drumming, and it's very like it's constant noise but then even even when my South Korea do like a little bit for for the forward or get like close to the Italian box yeah. you just hear like the excitement levels goes up another few decibels and yeah stuff. it's crazy it's, yeah it's no, really... no, no it was very impressive to witness it mm. and it was also like because of, b- before the tournament a lot of people were like scared that people in South Korea or Japan would not be enthusiastic enough that they wouldn't mm. carry the spirit of the tournament um, as they should, but this was this was definitely a case in point that this yeah. was not the, the, the this was not the case. Mm. So the game kicks off and South Korea are kind of immediately on the attack, and then they get this free kick from the a penalty from from this cross where our friend Panucci, who is going to be quite a recurring kind of recurring character in our kind yeah. of analysis of this game. Watch out for that guy. <laughs> this is a major part to play through this. But South Korea get a penalty in the in the fourth minute, and um, and they themselves. Seem- Quite surprised by it. Yeah, I felt mm-hmm. like the looks, but pretending by the looks on their faces, they were a bit like, okay, I mean, we're we gonna take it. Yeah, but that was not necessarily yeah a, a penalty. Mm. But I mean, like judging by the Italian sort of like uh, protestations, which kind of come later on, I think it's quite low. It's actually quite yeah, low. No, 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 yeah, 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 reasonably yeah. kind yeah. of reasonably a second penalty. But the penalty is taken, and it's a. Unbelievable save by Buffon. It's, like one, it's, it's, <laughs> honestly, one he of seems the to be worth all the money. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thirty-one million just well by spent. That, but that save, that was so, so smashed good. to like the keeper's right-hand corner, and he yeah. gets it like right into the corner to, yeah. to pull the, it out. The tiger leap and yeah. pushes out the ball. Pushes it out, and then I know close to the twentieth minute, um, Italy actually take the lead with uh, with the cross, and Vieri gets into the front post, which is a kind of brilliant kind of header into the top corner. Yeah, no chance for the goalie. Just, just very clean. Yeah, it felt, it's very it felt, clean felt very and a very, very kind of like you know the, the kind of for a, a moment the kind of atmosphere is kind of completely taken out of the stadium. <laughs> of course, it's yeah. Good, yeah, yeah. And he, Vieri kind of loves it. He's got the kind of finger to his lips, cheeky kind of celebration. Yeah, he's, he silenced the yeah. crowd. And then, know, although you have to say that before that, it wasn't by no means clear that this was hap- would happen, right? So the first five minutes were very active both sides, especially yeah. South Korea, but then it kind of trickled out a bit, nothing much happening, then the goal happens. Yeah, and then the goal happens. But it really kind of doesn't really change. I mean, after then, it's Italy seemed to kind of be quite kind of content yeah. for the rest of the half. They kind of sit back a bit. Um, South Korea kind of attack, don't really look like they're very dangerous. No. And I think Italy are kind of quite comfortable, kind of, we've got this, we've got the lead, Let's just kind of play it out. Maybe we'll get something on the counter attack. They have a really good chance late in the first half. Tomasi kind of gets through with Del Piero with this really nice, really nice through ball. Yeah. Mm. And I think it's also important to note that given what's to come about the referee, that Tati is unbelievably lucky to, well, not unbelievably, but I think he's quite lucky to get away with, get a, get away with just the yellow card for quite a strong kind of elbow. To the South Korean South Korean guy's face when he goes up for a header. Yeah. Um. But in general, like I feel like during this time the refereeing it's just very balanced. It seems yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's a bit. It might be a bit harsh, but not. I mean, with regards to Totti, it was not. So. <laughs> so I feel no, no, no. Yeah. Until up until this point, it was perfectly fine. I and would I th- argue. Like I think like it's also very funny. Like the commentary we were listening to, I can't remember. I I, I meant to have a look and find out who the who the commentator was. It could have been Barry Davis, but I think it's got he's got the very kind of like classic British kind of old school sort of football commentator kind of kind of voice you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> know the Italians are retreating into that you know it's just very nice kind of dramatic tone to it and he's he he's 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 immediately kind of quite annoyed personally at the Italians that 
after having scored this goal that they're lit being a little bit you know defensive yeah too late back yeah too late back they, 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 they play some very elegant attacks yeah like you can the see they've got a lovely to, touch yeah. like yeah they, they, all of them are, are, are very very uh, good players but then they never really manage to build up that pressure that but it, they need but to score there seems to be a thing where it's very kind of Italian old school I remember Dennis Bergkamp talking about this that you know the team would defend and then they would just kind of punt it long to the to the to the forwards and like one of the forwards and rather than like someone making a run from like from the wing back position or from midfield to kind of get up with to get up with them they'd be kind of be left alone to do their thing yeah so Dennis Bergkamp would it be like the ball would come along to him and he'd be like well where is somebody that I can like play the pass to or like yeah. play them into space but it seems to be uh, you just don't you just don't so <laughs> you it's make like, your move it's, it's just like it's punted up to Del Biero and like up to be up Del Biero is up there and Totti is up there but it's Del Biero Totti and Vieri, and then like they'll just kind of get Vieri. Vieri will have a shot, but there's no one kind of coming forward from the fullback positions or. No, 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 no. This this was very much the strategy also in this match, and here's where Panucci comes back, and, <laughs> and one of my favorite moments because Panucci uh, is kind of the guy, uh, the, the the bright defender who's supposed to distribute the ball and yeah. especially play play them long, mm. as you've just described, like the the attack, typical Italian attacking style. Um, thing is though he hasn't like drunk his precision potion <laughs> so most of them just like, like fly into no man's land. Yeah the, the balls are not like you know they're not like Xavi Alonso long balls they're very like you know English 80s balls that have the ball in the right back position have no pressure no, no, on them. Nowadays no. I mean nowadays it's not just Xavi Alonso it's like even yeah. Matsumils or yeah. whomever they can play mm. these balls but, yeah. but back in the days I don't know whether it was just Panucci or whether it was like more generally <laughs> if this but is, yeah. it just didn't it didn't work out but then, then this one time uh, this one South Korean play actually like uh, attempted to actually reach one of Panucci's balls and so he, he jumped sky high but the thing was that he was touched or pushed a bit by one of the Italian plays which put him into a kind of a forward motion so this made him actually do a 360 flip forwards which was uh, like an impressive act of athleticism but quite unintentionally executed actually yeah. but it looked Amazing. So this was kind of my so shit it's good moment of the match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were, after the last game, we were kind of looking for like, what are the like, what are kind of moments? You know, if this is like, what what makes this game incredibly unique? Like, what have you seen in this game that like you can't think of you seen in, seen in any of the other games? So for for this one, you know, this is like this incredible flip that <laughs> this guy does as he goes up for another one of Panucci's balls, but. I'd like if this was the kind of only game I can't claim to know a lot about Panucci's career, but if it was like this is the only game that you watched from Panucci's career, I would love to know what his past completion stat is for something yeah. for this game because it's extraordinary. How <laughs> I love, I love how he does this with like all the calmness. He's like ready to do it over and over again, even though it never he's, works. He's been doing this since he was eight years old. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not completing his long passes. Yeah. But, also, but also, they do it over and over again, right? They always pass the yeah. ball to him. Like, they never change, mm. change the I mean, so Maldini doesn't seem to do it. I mean, he does a little bit, but he seems to sort of mix it up. Like, sometimes he would play it into the midfield options. But, like, Panucci... Panucci gets the ball and he's he's got one one trick and he's gonna do it and he's gonna aim this kind of long diagonal at Vieri, which you know I I don't like one out of five times I would say would be generous <laughs> works <They don't> work <laughs> <at all. laughs> works yeah. and keeps the ball yeah okay so the so like we said the first half kind of runs out Italy have their goal they're happy enough and things aren't um things aren't you know looking very dangerous um. Koku actually, right, right towards the end of the first half, gets his face kind of split open, kind of remarkably. You don't really see it this very often in the football match. I just saw him lying on the ground, and then there was blood everywhere. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's I mean, it's like a rugby cut. Like it's, yeah. like it's like, a, like it's like he's been sort of in a ruck or something. He just goes up for a header. I don't know whether he heads the back of someone, and then I think, and then he just it's this huge cut down, running down the middle of his face. Yeah, and they kind of. Um, so they bandage him up with this kind of you know white bandage thing running running, running around that looks quite peculiar. Yeah. <laughs> there's a white bandage around the top of the top of his forehead and into his hair, and there's like a little bit of like a bit of a tuft bit 
kind of taking out the top like you know if you pull the string it's just gonna all all unravel just <laughs> this cut on on um on koku now in the in the start of the second half we see kind of quite kind of similar well actually a lot we talked about totti was a little maybe a little bit lucky to get a yellow card kim tae young is extremely lucky to just get it to not get anything for this you know kick no this is this is the elbow to to tell to tell biero this is you know this he has a bit of art pushing himself and and then the referee's looking the wrong way or something or the referee is i don't know doing his thing this the whole way through the commentary the the commentator is talking about how this referee has his own peculiar style (laughs) (laughs) he likes to do things his way So, so yeah, I mean, by this point in the match, maybe there has been established that yeah, Moreno was not having his best day. No, he's in, not. In he's, he's just very. I think one thing I read, which was I'm not sure entirely sure, but that he was like, he's good at the ones the, ref, the decisions were kind of in the middle of the field, but when he has to like travel distances, yeah, to the other end of the box, yeah. He's he's a bit slow to keep up, oh, and he's a bit. <laughs> maybe he's just like lacking stamina. He's, he's very much. Yeah, I think he's very much. He's usually like stamina. out of breath. Yeah, trying like, to. You keep... know when you, you feel the vision kind of strings <laughs> yeah. because you have to breathe so much and it's like a bit lack. <laughs> maybe that's just like. He's there gasping for happens? air and he's just yeah. like, uh, uh, Korea, <laughs> Italy, <laughs> yellow card. But yeah, Kim Tae Young. But still, he does it with a with a confidence that's astonishing, right? Like he's very smuggish. He's just like he's no, it's the way it is. Face. Like he he stands his ground. <laughs> when he makes a call, then that's the way it is. Do you think the Do you think the the Italian players are shouting at him in Italian or maybe trying to like some of them have a bit, a bit of Spanish? Because what I mean, what are they like? How do they communicate? Yeah, because this is a very one directional like conversation, conversation flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's supposed to be that way, right? I guess like the referee should not. Like get into the muddy business of well, talking no, at all. Sometimes you yeah, know some like like sometimes he should direct. But if it's if the the players are super agitated, just like running at him and screaming yeah, at yeah, him, yeah, then yeah. that's not the point in time where you start like a conversation. About I guess. The, they're usually like, that's the, the call. Come on, <laughs> yeah. you, may, you maybe give like a brief explanation yeah. and then that's it. I'm sorry, Mr. Totti, if you look at page sixty-seven <laughs> yeah, of the FIFA rule book, rule full seven two. <laughs> now you just you, now you just like I'm. Point at VAR, and that's it. Yeah. So that's kind of blame the TV man. Yeah, it's yeah, not my yeah. He still does a lot of mistakes, but I mean, he's kind of in a safe box, right? Maybe that yeah. was just like the whole idea. Mm. Save the referees. Yeah. So in the second half, is a lot more kind of um, South Korean pressure. They seem to be a bit all over kind of Italy, building a, a bit to a crescendo. Yeah, but it starts like it. Like in the first half, they're very active at the beginning of the second half trying to, 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 to score a goal but then it kind of trickles out again I feel like during the second half they have large chunks of time where nothing much happens and even like Italy has some chances yeah it's, and I think the, I think the commentator says around like the 70th minute you know he's like Italy haven't played that well but they'll probably you know the more more than likely most likely win this game because South Korea haven't really created that many chances which was kind of a feeling that yeah. you had as a spectator I know, had as well. and I think kind of like it's like it looks kind of like you know thousands of football matches where you watch where you know the team which is quite a bit better more more savvy than the other one does just enough to win they don't yeah. you know they don't wow you they don't do anything interesting yeah. but they're they're comfortable to take that win and move on from there and then kind of towards the the last 20 minutes um on a shirt it says dr yeah so so when we saw him come up on the scene we said it says d dot r cha so we thought oh yeah he's, he's dr cha yeah but actually he's cha duri yeah cha duri and the commentators they seem he seems to be the son of they said he was the son of some famous south korean footballer yeah. he was you know he comes he comes from good footballing stock you know yeah got good genes yeah and then but with surgical precision, mm. he does actually manage <laughs> to cut open yeah. the, the Italian defence and yeah. actually get some plays going. Yeah, so you know, it's because he's creating so, stuff. So Dr. Cha is actually... Oh, he, he's, he's an absolute... It's paying out. Yeah. <laughs> it's paying out. You know, he's, he's, he's kind of, you know, a dream of some of, of... If you're working in the tabloid, if you want the kind of red top, you know, yeah. Dr. Cha. Dr. Cha. Cha. But anyway, so with a couple of minutes to go, um, there's a kind of slightly kind of aimless ball 
it's coming comes into the box and <laughs> yeah, just, I mean it's it's Panucci. You've dealt with this since you were ten years old. You know you've probably played a million games for you know in your backyard growing up in Italy where you know get this ball pointed away. He's kind of well he does a lot of things. He's he neither sort of like decides to make a con like a very convincing decision with it, what he's going to do with it, whether he's going to take it down and control it and then kick it away yeah. or knock it away first time. He kind of, I think he gets caught into two minds what he wants to do, right? Yeah. Whether he wants to take it down and then, or else just volley it away. Which is weird, like, why pick this moment? <laughs> like, before he yeah, was yeah. so confident in playing his long passes into nowhere, but yeah. suddenly now he's like, oh, maybe I should make a play, yeah. control it faster yeah, yeah, and yeah, build yeah. it up slowly. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> should watch this, guys. So, yeah, he, he loses his balance. It kind of comes off his knee and, like, both his foot and then just yeah. drops. Just drops perfectly for for Silky Juan, who just smashes it into the corner and South Korea level like out of like nothing, yeah. you know, out of not really putting a lot of pressure. No. And I mean, I'm sure the Italian players were like, "What the fuck have we done? Like, yeah. Why? Well, well, how are, how is this game going to yeah. to extra it's, time?" Yeah. But it's it's exhilarating. Like, yeah. The crowd they go crazy. Yeah. And crazy. He looks so happy. Like mm. he just lies down on the pitch. Yeah. You can see in his face that this is the mm. greatest moment yeah. he's ever had. And they actually Italy are almost lucky to get to that extra time because Doctor Cha strikes up again. Yes. Yeah. Bicycle kick. <laughs> and, which is so impressive. Although Italy also has chances. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh we, we forgot yeah, about yeah, this. Is this mean, is like. the crescendo? I mean, so so when we were watching the game and you know they're still showing. The director's thing of the of, of the goal and stuff like this and you know they were still showing the celebrations and you know getting fake close-ups of people in the crowd celebrating and then the ball goes the other end and you just hear this kind yeah, of yeah, anguish yeah. from the, the referee's like oh and then the commentator's <laughs> like oh no and it's it, and you just it comes back and just vieri is sort of laying like just planted yeah, on the ground <laughs> yeah. on his face. with his back on the like on the ground which is like face of pure pain on his face yeah, dead eyes that's just and with this you know italy counter-attack to come up the other end and the ball come across the six-yard box and on his on his weaker right foot which comes up quite a bit in this game he it had does. an earlier chance that like oh if vieri was on his left foot then he would have buried that one but he comes across and he, I think maybe four or five yards, you know, he's inside the six yard box. He's like four yards or something. For he's assignment. got so much space. Yeah, just, you know, he's probably scored a million of these goals in his life and he just misses it miles yeah, over the bar. Yeah, flies into the ground. <laughs> yeah. And maybe at the, kind of at this point, it's like maybe in the Italian players were kind of thinking, you know, Shit, this is gonna be. This could be. You this know, is extra Yeah, time. this is our. This we 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 we're in trouble here, right? Yeah. We, we we shouldn't be in this position. There's gonna be some sweaty time to come. Yeah, I mean, it kind of felt like you know when you. I mean, you know it yourself from amateur leagues. Like when you're leading by a goal, you kind of your mindset is okay. We we we're gonna win this. Yeah. And then that's that's the day's work. Mm. And I think that's what most of them felt. And then suddenly it's like all open again. And yeah. then to actually reactivate your spirits to get back into it. I think that's a very difficult task yeah. to master. And to also, I think Trabatoni had taken off. I think he, t- he took off Del, Del Piero for Gattuso. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, set up his Italian team with their, with their banks and defensive lines. Yeah. You know, we've got the goal. We're going to move on to the quarterfinals. So extra time starts. And South Korea have this really sneaky, nice free kick, which goes... Oh, yeah. The Ronaldinho. Yeah, way. it's it's you know the one which goes the, the, wall, the wall the wall jumps and he goes under the wall and yeah. Buffon has to reach right yeah. for the corner. Yeah. I get it. Now I think and then I think the next incident is probably this is the most you know the most contentious part of the game, right? This the second yellow for Totti. Yeah. Where the, you can see the referee is quite a bit way back. You know he's yeah. not sure he's not. Well, he has of, a line of sight. I feel like he had, he has a line of sight. Yeah. So 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 he's far away, and we've already talked about maybe his issues with being far away, <laughs> having enough. to run to see yeah. enough. But um, he has he has a line of sight, and then he sees how Totti falls yeah. in the penalty area. You know these incidents sometimes where it's it's given that somebody dived, and the defender the defenders they're not sure in the moment whether the referee is giving a penalty yeah. or a free kick out. Yeah. I think this incident, there's you know the South Koreans aren't. The South Koreans aren't like oh sh- oh, oh oh shit like this is a this must be a penalty. They, there's a little bit of this is probably a free kick out right 
For them. For them. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're mm-hmm. not. They're not like complaining a lot or scared to death. Yeah. But no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. They feel kind of confident that play will yeah. like continue in their favor. To whatever this yeah. means. But I think. I, I mean, if I was to be completely honest, I think it is a penalty. I think it's it's one of those where he kind of leaves his left leg in there to get the contacts, but it's there. He gets the contact, and then. Yeah. He goes over. Yeah. A little, maybe a little overly dramatic, a little bit, but. Yeah. It's it's not. I don't think it's a dive. At least at the very no, least. No, probably not. No, probably not. But still, it's not. It's not like match manipulation style. Bad refereeing, right? Like it's not like okay, this was such a clear penalty, yeah. and for this the ref, for, for Moreno, not actually giving a penalty is something that can only be explained by yeah. match manipulation or other conspiratory stuff. So so I feel like yeah, maybe the wrong decision. Definitely like important decision for the match. Yeah. Especially because yeah, it continues, right? It's not just not a penalty, yeah. but but you know, yeah, on a, we should also mention that we're playing golden goal here. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I think we should have kept golden goal. I think it's No, no, no it's it's, really it's great. But no, but it continues because because Totti gets the second yeah, yellow card, right? Yeah, Totti is Totti is sent so off. So Italy so are even are even Yeah. He gets the second yellow card for it, which means yeah, he's out. Yeah. And I think this is like if it, if if they wouldn't have gotten a penalty for this, I feel like maybe there would be some complaints, but it would be like yeah, okay, that's yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that exactly. might be it. But because of the way the events unfold, it's actually the second yellow card, and then so so so, so at the end, it's not just Italy yeah. not having a penalty, but just playing with ten men on the pitch in extra time, which mm. is already. I think your point about exhausting. like if they hadn't got the penalty here. And the referee had just played with play on. Yeah. And I think they, I mean, maybe people would have complained a little bit, yeah. but I don't think they would have been that outraged no, exactly, that it was yeah. not that it was not a penalty. Yeah. But really, like, so this leaves our game with Italy very much in trouble, right? They're they're ten men, and they're very. I think they're very clearly now playing for penalties. But then in the second half, they have, kind of at the start of the second half, they have one of these kind of, they have um, a pass is slid through, and it's those, those angles where a defender is coming out and the def- and a forward is going in. Which are the kind of like hard offside rule ones to check. The, yeah. the, the, they're the hardest kind of offside ones to see for 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 a linesman in the line because because you immediately think he must be miles offside because the defender has gone one way and he's gone the other way. Yeah. And then that's that's left with like a four or five yard kind of difference between them. Yeah. So it can't. So he must be offside. But in fact, Tomasi gets slid through, and he's if you watch back on the replay, he's he's just well. Maybe just as unfair, but he's onside. He's yeah. he's he's kind of a bit onside, and he 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 scores, and that would have been there. That would have been Italy through. Yeah. Mm, but as it was, they were, they were you know there was not offside. But it's kind of, it's one of those which we've seen like, so like like before VAR, you saw those ones not given all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was crazy. Again, it was not like a very clear situation mm. where you would argue that you no, know, the referee yeah. or the linesman. Should have seen this one hundred percent. Yeah, no, I mean, like, but of course it adds up. I think that's that's yeah, kind of, yeah. that's kind of the, the, up, the, you the, know, the underlying thing, thing of yeah. building up. Yeah, and also the errors build up. Yeah, you know, in in the group stage, Italy had had four goals ruled out, and three of them were probably probably would have been goals. So there was yeah. a little bit of the a kind of paranoia. Italian yeah, football parano- soul already. Paranoia then, built up about this, yeah. but and also. There's a great chance. There was a lovely Italian play where Gattuso gets through. Yeah. And he should really. I mean, he should really score again. Yeah. Like this the early before, they 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 had their chances. Yeah. And they had a lot, far better chances in the game. Yeah. Like South Korea in extra time with the man advantage had been kind of dominating the possession a bit, but not really, not really making that no. much hassle for them. No. So, but then with a few minutes before the end, you think Italy have made it two penalties. A cross comes in and. And jumps above Maldini with this great header into the corner. It's insane. Yeah, and it, after there's just like pandemonium. Like, who's uh, hitting the South Korean manager is like being hugged by everyone. Everyone's because I think it's just so incredible. You know, usually in football there's like, oh, we've scored celebration. Let's get back and focus, right? Yeah. Even if it's a late goal, you know, the time that we've, you know, the we've got to be back in, in defensive positions and stuff, you know, to see it out. But like golden goal, it's like this is it. Yeah, but that's what we talked about yeah. yesterday, right? Yeah, that's why golden goal is so so exhilarating. Yeah, because it just it ends on such a high note. It's just like it's the goal you've won. You celebrate. Yeah, exactly. And then you can let can let it mm. all out. And I mean, the, the, in this particular case, it's like the home team they're celebrating yeah. with the whole stadium. Mm. 
insane. Yeah, so after, and then so they're celebrating, Italians are kind of down on the ground, and South Korea have made it to a quarterfinal, which is incredible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So after the break, we're kind of going to talk a little bit more into the kind of background into the controversy of this, what happened afterwards, and you know, give our kind of final conclusions on it. Lee Yampio, good ball in. And yes, they've done it! me and John Juan has won it for Korea they're in the quarterfinals and Italy are dumped out he may have missed an early penalty but okay so South Korea have won they've won the last 16 game and they go on to play Spain in the quarterfinal where Spain have knocked out Ireland in the last 16 in a kind of heartbreaking heartbreaking penalty shootout but um, and I think to be honest if you were going to pick like the most controversial game from South Korea's run into the semi-finals from the 2002 World Cup it is this game against Spain it is against Spain. it is and I mean so there's there's two goals which get get ruled out for Spain yeah and so the, the first one is I, is from a free kick and a header where I, I have no idea where the referee is, <laughs> the but you know, I think also like the 2000s, they were kind of like trying to be like, you know, every once in a while, people like say, well, this year we're gonna get a handle on like pulling and pushing in the yes. box and stuff, and they're like, okay, this World Cup we're gonna get it done, and you know, like they'll do a lot of stuff on it, but then like a few weeks later, the referees will kind of like, you know, I can't give a, free, a penalty every cor like corner or stuff, right? Yeah. So there's like a little bit of stuff, but there's like no no idea how it's how it gets ruled out. But then the second one is there's somebody run, running along the end line and he crosses it in and the the linesman calls it for the ball crossing the line and the ball is at, at like at least a yard or two away from the line. It's it's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible how that one was given. So then after this game, I'm just going to read a quote from um, a Telegraph article written after South Korea had not Spain out on penalties to reach the semi-finals. And he goes, Warning, do not cheer for South Korea. They have no right to be in a World Cup semi-final. Spain should be playing Germany in Seoul. The records say that the, the Koreans knocked out Spain in a penalty shootout in Guangzhou on Saturday. Their records are a lie, and this tournament has descended into farce. Yeah. So, is this, I think it's just, like, I don't know... I don't know whether we're kind of overdoing this angle of kind of like European or traditional footballing powers being angry about like, you know, balancing the scale or, you know, this World Cup also was kind of, it was pretty well marked by pretty bad refereeing throughout the tournament. And I think a lot of that was also because um, FIFA were kind of insisting on a kind of like, not a, not a strictly meritocratic way of choosing the match officials they're trying to like have more a spread of representative yeah exactly much more representative which is in you know in theory kind of like okay well of course that's a good idea you know it's a global game yeah let's have referees but it does lead these situations where the, there's referees can come from smaller leagues smaller countries not used to refereeing big games and stuff or yeah. you know getting overawed and not used to the kind of also like the pace right of the game like yeah the World Cup. and maybe even the pressure that is exerted mm. onto them like yeah from the outside before the match while mm. during the match and but all. i mean to counter that though the last world cup had no referees being picked from the premier league yeah because because they i mean they were kind of viewed as not good enough and you know i mean a lot of people Kind of would agree and we're always complaining about the referees not being good enough in the Premier League especially <laughs> and you know that's the kind of like the league with like the most money in the world and yeah you know that's it's interesting I mean, what's your take on it i mean with the refereeing should, should it be more representative or should it be only meritocratic and then you, it would be very euro centric mm. i i'm not entirely sure i think probably it should be a lot probably I mean I think it should be much more like more meritocratic like obviously you need to have like kind of avenues for like referees from smaller countries to yeah. get into the kind of top ones and like referee the big games but I think like sometimes that, that and that's something that probably should be done and stuff but I think the idea that like it has to be purely kind of representative and stuff it's a, a little bit, you know, it kind of does. Is this does it's, never, it's never purely yeah. representative. No, 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 of course. But like, it's there's just always like competition going yeah. on. So, but it's also about like, you know, it also feeds into like the idea of like increasing the number of 
countries in the World Cup as well because yeah. they want that to be more representative but that's going to dilute the quality more further if they have like when it's say 40 I'm not sure whether it's 44 I think it's 40 mm-hmm. they want it 46 maybe but they want to increase it from 32 and then there's going to be more countries from around the countries participating in the World Cup but I feel like this, that, that's a different discussion right because it also changes kind of the whole World Cup because it's that much more matches that yeah. many more matches and stuff with the referees it's kind of it's, the st- it's yeah. still the same thing mm. just just maybe yeah. referees from different more different countries okay. But um, so Moreno is a kind of quite an interesting figure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. Now, so so, so now, now we go back to the to, to the end of the Italy match, yeah. right? Yeah. So so we just this was just to argue that it continues. It, yeah, yeah. It, it continues adding up. The, <laughs> it never the ends. Refereeing mistakes if, if, this, if this Guardian article is the same thing, it and, never ends. And kind of the European football so so is very hard because also yeah. Spain drops out. Due to refereeing mistakes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one of this, one of the most important figures, especially with regards to our match, uh, in this regard, is Byron Aldemar Moreno Wallace, who yeah. was the referee of that match, um, and he was quite a controversial figure during that time in general, because also in Ecuador uh, there were some inquiries made into his refereeing. Um, this is unbelievable. <laughs> especially because there was this one match, um, which was the home team Quito uh, playing against another Ecuadorian team, um, and they were losing. They were trading by one goal, and so Moreno gave six extra minutes, six minutes of extra time, um, and then he ended up actually letting the game continue for. 12 minutes I guess mm. 12 minutes in which uh, during which actually Quito scored two more goals in order to win yeah. to actually win the match and this is of course I mean it's a, okay if you if, if you give two more minutes then you've actually announced then that's then that's yeah. even a bit weird but like just 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 that much more extra time mm. it's insane I mean, yeah how can this happen but I mean, and <laughs> like you just and like maybe you don't look at your clock yeah. like every minute, but like like for six minutes to just 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 like ignore everything and let the play continue. And two goals happen. Like maybe after the goal, you say okay, the match is over. But then just like let yeah. them score again. That's that's high. The the reason that the, sort of like the contention is why he did this was at the time he happened to be running for a position yeah. in the city council yes. in Quito in Quito so, so that's the, how you... <laughs> the politics of football <laughs> I, I don't know has, has anybody ever else like tried to win votes by being a football referee I don't, I don't know <laughs> I don't know I don't know but I guess like like supporting certain football clubs and stuff is a thing yeah that gets you credibility like some points in politics mm. yeah but yeah. then I think yeah, and then but you think okay maybe that's the that's the end of the story of Moreno and then because because like afterwards he quits his refereeing yeah. career he says that his ratings are too bad he, he his performance rating are, ratings are too bad really bad he really yeah. doesn't understand and there's it. a lot of there's a lot of kind of Italian kind of almost conspiracy theories about him going to the U S afterwards and like buying a new car and stuff like this and having like yeah. a new you know all this like holiday paid for and stuff yeah yeah. he said he was just visiting his sister and stuff it's all a bit just a bit weird yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so so but yeah then 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 that thing happens the 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 one thing at the at the airport Mm. do you want to get into it yeah yeah so in in 20 in 2010 he um he's you know he's traveling to jfk airport in new york and he's he he looks the people that checking you know the customs and stuff they look this guy looks very very nervous maybe we should check him out and then he was he gets arrested and a customs official found he has hard objects on the on his stomach back and both of his legs and he was apparently he was carrying at least 10 bags of heroin <laughs> so there was like six kilograms of heroin yeah in his underpants <laughs> that's insane that's just insane yeah i mean I, I checked the market value it's kind of hard to hard to find out but like the street value must have been like more than half a million mm. u.s dollars yeah. at that time mm. Which is quite a lot of money. Which might also explain his different lifestyle. Maybe yeah. it was not the refereeing thing. Maybe it was just dra- trafficking. Yeah, maybe it that, was that's, actually... that's, of course, We don't know. We that's don't know. what was financing his refereeing career. <laughs> but what we do know is that this happened um, at the airport in, in 2010. So that's yeah. that's insane, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so I think we should also, also like a very bizarre part of the story is also... So the goal scorer who scored the goal for South Korea in Anjung Wan 
which uh, knocked Italy out the golden goal he actually played for an Italian football club Perugia yeah. and afterwards the um, the chairman after he scored the goal and you know all this kind of horror and sort of like controversy has kind of been built up the um, the chairman of Perugia says that that gentleman will never set foot in Perugia again and he he gets sacked from his yeah. sacked sack from his from yes, his, yeah, his club the, in Italy. Because the owner said he wanted more Italians on on his team, so <laughs> so it's it's not he's not just a sore loser. It's also like a bit xenophobic, phobic. Yeah. So that's yeah. It's just like the, the Italians are very very sore about this one. They also yeah. name a row of public toilets after Moreno after the referee. Mm. Um, yeah, and gets sacked. So yeah, that's that's yeah. it has implications that go way beyond beyond mm. the match. Yeah, but I think like generally our kind of conclusion, or we kind of agree pretty much on the analysis with it. Like the refereeing is bad. I think it's you know undeniably kind of like pretty bad. You know, he's very all over the place and stuff. But it's it's very hard to see like that it's like extremely one-sided. It's not blatant the kind of no. one-sidedism. It's not like you don't get the impression from kickoff that like that everything is going to it to South Korea that that no, that's been don't. kind of set up established that he was gonna that he was gonna be the one. Not at all. I rather feel like it's kind of random refereeing errors yeah. that added up. Um, it in the end turned out to be um, kind of hurtful for for the Italian <laughs> ambitions in the World Cup. Yeah. But it was definitely it doesn't feel like match fixing mm. to me. Okay. So I think we've covered everything to do with this game. Leon, it's been a pleasure as always. It was so much fun. <laughs> uh, we're not entirely sure what will be next on the playlist. Next next uh, historical controversy or interesting story we'll be looking at. But there will be a, another podcast out soon. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Excited to be here again soon. Bye. Network.